What's up, everyone? Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Coban. It's April 1, 2022, and this is Lift and Learn episode 81. In this episode, I'll be talking about why tempo is so important when it comes to lifting weights and why you need to start doing more incline bench press or some kind of movement in an incline variation. We all love hitting the flat barbell bench press, but if you've been neglecting the incline variation, I'll tell you why you need to start going into the gym and doing the incline first on your next chest day. Before that though, I'll talk a bit about what I've been up to lately, and that might include fitness related topics, and it might not. If you want to follow me, your host, on Instagram, it's isaiah.copon, and you can also check out my website, isaiahcopon.com. The podcast is on Instagram at Lift and Learn Podcast, on Twitter at Lift and Learn Pod, and also on Facebook. You can just search Lift and Learn Podcast. With that being said, let's get into it. So first off, an announcement because this podcast is about to go through a bit of a pivot in the coming weeks. I know this is supposed to be a podcast about fitness and health, but I'm actually going to be completely switching the main focus of the podcast from now on. This is now officially, strictly a sports-only podcast, so I won't be talking about fitness from now on. No more will I read up-to-date studies in the fitness industry that's super boring anyway, and no more free content to improve your health. No more. I think I'm just much more passionate about sports than fitness. I don't even work out anymore, honestly. I just don't have the patience when it comes to waiting for more muscle and more gains and more uh, strength in my lifts. I give up. Guys, I'm kidding. April Fools, be wary of what you read today. That's your first lesson for today. I actually will not try to talk about sports until the playoffs start, which is later this month, I believe. I can't believe it's April already. Hockey and basketball playoffs are coming up soon. Basketball playoffs are just a few weeks away, and... Hockey, I probably won't be watching too much of that since the Blackhawks are pretty much eliminated from even making the playoffs. So off to the draft lottery we go. I'll probably just be watching the Leafs blow it in the first round, as usual. Anyways, on to more fitness content, which I love providing for you all. Sorry about the scare earlier. Let's talk about how my own lifts went first. I made some good progress this week, so I hope you all have as well. And I know I'm not an elite lifter by any means, but any progress is good progress, whether that be in the gym or with sleep or with diet or just with life in general. Progress can be measured in so many different ways. It's not just one metric. So my workouts, my most memorable one was probably from this past Monday. That was my upper body day from this past week. I hit the 110 pound dumbbells that day. So I'm getting closer to the end of the rack. My gym only goes up to 120 pound dumbbells. Um, for the flat dumbbell press, I touched the 110s for a few sets, but the main focus for this week was actually this new form that I found out this week, trying something a little bit new. I was just browsing around on social media and Matt Ogus popped up and he was one of the OG fitness YouTubers that I followed from back in the day. He usually had pretty good information and still does today. I just don't really pay too much attention to social media fitness on Instagram for the most part. I remember being at college when I first started studying all of this. I'd be with my buddies in between class. We'd be watching Mike Rashid, C.T. Fletcher, Chris Jones, represent Physiques of Greatness, now Pump Chasers. And I did watch some Matt Ogus also. I found out he was Filipino later on, but that's not really important. 
he's about my height actually and he's most likely natty so that was like the achievable body that i could get no homo but anyways he posted something about how he changed his chest uh the flat dumbbell bench form so i figured i'd try it out so what happens is uh, as you get heavier and heavier on the dumbbell presses the dumbbells are actually too big to get proper range of motion if you do them in a grip where you're mimicking doing a barbell but with the dumbbells like if your wrists are pronated so with this grip because the dumbbells are so big they stick out on the sides so that limits your range of motion because your chest will get in the way making your range of motion possibly even shorter than on barbell bench press and that would defeat the whole purpose of using dumbbells in the first place so a way around that he was showing how in a more neutral grip like a handshake position the dumbbell doesn't get in the way and you actually can extend your range of motion with this neutral grip this is great because the dumbbell's advantage over the barbell is that you should be able to get more of a range of motion but as you get heavier that's not really the case because the weights are just sticking out too much so this method will take a little bit of getting used to but that's a good sign that i was actually able to hit the 110s for a few reps this week so let's hopefully keep that train chugging forward there that same day though here's me overreaching again i was doing overhead press and i was determined determined to get two sets of eight reps with 135 and i actually fell two reps shy and that's because on the first set of eight I wasn't going to let anything get in the way so i pushed myself there on that first set and i kind of tweaked my neck a little bit in the process of course i was feeling some pain in the back of my neck so basically where my traps are i mean i still got the eight reps on the first set and i'm like 85 to 90 percent good now and recovered but earlier this week i couldn't really turn my neck but i knew the pain would just go away in a few days it wasn't that big of a deal it's something that happens to me every now and then when I push myself too hard. That's just what I do. It's just hard to tame it down sometimes. That's just the little aches and pains that you sometimes have to deal with when you're in the moment. So because of that neck pain, my second set on OHP, I only ended up getting six reps because I wasn't trying to make it worse. I knew instantly that it didn't feel good. So on my second set, I didn't go all the way to failure because I was already feeling pretty fragile. Thankfully, the neck pain didn't affect my leg day, which was the next day. That day, I just practiced doing deadlifts and squats. No crazy numbers there. But the next week of training should be pretty exciting for me, and I'll talk about that next time. I'll just talk about two things before we dive into the fitness topics for today. I've just been talking to some of my clients, and an important message kept popping up this week. I think it could be partly due to warm weather coming up pretty soon here. But I have a few clients and some people who have reached out to me because they're starting to cut down for the summer. So I know a few people who are planning to lose weight over the coming months and have already started that process. I have some clients who are a few weeks into their own cut phase now. One thing that kept popping up though that I figured I'd just remind everyone listening on here. Please guys, whatever it is you're doing, this can be fitness related or outside of fitness, whatever it is. Stop putting too much pressure on yourself. In terms of cutting, let's say uh, don't be upset or have your whole day start off on the wrong foot because you didn't reach some goal weight for the week. Stop pressuring yourself to lose an inch on your waist this week and then if it doesn't happen, then you'll think of yourself as a failure or failing to reach your goal. It's just a minuscule part of your life and trust me, 
More times than not, once you get to that goal, you'll celebrate to yourself for a second, and then you'll get right back to thinking, okay, now how am I going to be even better tomorrow or next week? Take a second and just enjoy that you're able to live the life that you live. Like, you're really going to be in a bad mood because you didn't lose an extra half a pound of weight. I mean, there's bigger problems than that going on in the world. This is a long process. The only way you're going to go through with all of this is if you enjoy it. So reduce the amount of pressure you're putting on yourself. This is going to help you enjoy every day in the gym or just every day in your life. You don't want to always look at yourself in a negative light because then you'll start hating yourself. It's just more unnecessary stress in your life that, let's face it, we don't need another stressor in our lives. Just take it day by day. Trust the process. Make small changes if you need to and try not to be so neurotic about every single extra calorie you eat. It's not the end of the world. Your body's going to fluctuate every day, so if you're trending in the right direction, that's the signs you want to listen to. One more thing. You know I have to talk about it. That slap by Will Smith. And I didn't stay up to watch the Oscars. In no way was I going to do that. But I think that would have been just hilarious to watch live. That's going to be one of the most memorable things from 2022. From what I heard, the show was good overall. But obviously the whole Chris Rock, Will Smith slap that stole the show. That's all anyone's going to talk about when they think of the 2022 Oscars. Man, Will just had to take out his anger on the innocent Chris Rock. And listen, I understand a bit about what Will Smith has had to go through these past few years. It really has been crazy. He's had to deal with the whole Jada entanglement situation. That was messy, and social media just ran with that one. And I'm sure his kids are in that stage of life where they might be tough to deal with at times. He's been building up his anger the past few years, and it just got the best of him there. I just don't understand how August Alsina ended up scot-free, but then Chris Rock had to get slapped. What are we going to do now? Cancel Will Smith now? Hell no. He's almost too big to fail at this point, and I'm sure his followers have gone up since the slap too. Me and Will Smith have the same birthday, so I feel like his personality is pretty similar to mine, so I can understand where he's coming from, but that was certainly shocking. Question 1. Why tempo is so important when it comes to working out? Alright, I love talking about workout tempo because it's something that can be manipulated in order to get more out of an exercise. The workout tempo can actually be really important when it comes to muscle growth and aesthetics, but most people overlook it because they're usually chasing some other metric like maybe how heavy the weight they're lifting is. So when I'm talking about tempo, I'm just talking about how long it takes you to complete one rep of any movement. Most people you see at the gym are doing a one second down and one second up tempo, a total of two seconds per rep, and as they get closer and closer to failure, the rep may take longer because of the positive part of the movement, the contraction, that gets harder, and the weight will just naturally move slower as you become more fatigued. So most people don't really think about the tempo of a lift or how long it takes to complete their repetitions. Their goal, uh, usually, it's just to get to a certain amount of reps however possible. What most people do, and I can be guilty for this as well, they'll let gravity do the work for you. So on squat, you go down and basically let gravity pull you down to the earth, to the bottom of the squat, and then you use that momentum and bounce out of the squat and explode to the top. Another example, on bench press, you let gravity's forces take down the weight to your chest, then maybe use that momentum to slightly bounce it off of your chest, and then you push up, and there's your rep. 
By no means am I saying that's wrong to do, but if you're having to bounce the barbell off of your chest super hard to lift that weight off of you, it sounds like disaster is right around the corner. Again, tempo can be super important. You have to control your reps. That's actually a big part of growing your body, breaking down those muscles. It could get a bit dangerous if you're letting gravity do half the rep for you and you're actually missing out on significant gains also. The negative part of the movement is actually really important for muscle growth and stimulation. Studies have shown that the negative part of the movement, the eccentric part, could actually contribute to more muscle gains over a period of time where they'd have one group work out with a rep tempo that didn't have a focus on the negative part of the lift. I'm not sure if it was a one-to-one -one ratio in there with the one group versus another group that was focused on a 4-2-2 tempo. So that's a rep tempo where they're strictly taking four seconds to go down in, let's say, a squat, then pause at the bottom for two seconds, then take another two seconds to explode up to the top from the bottom of the movement. The study showed more muscle gains in the group with the 4-2-2 tempo. This is likely because there's going to be more time under tension with the slower negative, plus you're resisting the forces of gravity acting upon the weight. This is going to lead to more gains. You're not giving that muscle a chance to relax during the quote-unquote easy part of the lift. This will also lead to more stability throughout the movement, along with more body awareness and control, which I always talk about. These are aspects that will help you lift more weight in the future and will just be more beneficial for overall movement in your day-to-day -day life. So now that you know all of this, why don't people train with a slower tempo? Well, it's harder, first off, and you'll have to go lighter on your weights. That's a tough pill for most people to swallow. Even though you will have to go a bit lighter, that's fine. You might even notice more gains, even if the weight is lighter, because the reps and the whole set will be more challenging this way. It's a way to put even more stress on your muscles to work harder because the set is going to be longer than if you're racing to get a quick eight reps, as opposed to taking your time, slowing down the movement, and doing eight reps. That could double the time it takes you to complete a set. Now, instead of finishing your eight reps in 20 seconds or something, let's say, when you control the tempo of your movements, those sets will likely take more than 30 seconds now. That's more overall work and stress on the muscles because of that time under tension. Again, this leads to more gains and more growth in whatever muscles are involved. This is really something I try to hammer home to my own clients. Sometimes we're not able to go up and wait with whatever exercise it may be. Let's take something like a bicep curl since it is a small muscle. So barbell bicep curl. Usually at the gym they have those fixed barbells. They might start at 20 and go up to 100 or something like that, 100 pounds. They have the straight bar and the easy curl ones at most gyms. On there, and this just happened earlier today actually, I have a client who can do 50 pounds on those for 8 to 10 reps. But once we try to go up in weight, just a 10 pound difference up to the 60 pounds, he struggles to get 5 reps. In this situation, we can make the exercise more difficult by slowing down the tempo of the movement. So with the 50 pounds, he was able to do 8 to 10 reps with a quick tempo. So maybe 2 seconds on the way down and 1 second on the way up. So to make the set more challenging with the same weight, the 50 pound barbell, I told him to slow down the negative part of the movement. Instead of 2 seconds on the way down, we spent 5 seconds on the way down, a slight pause at the bottom, and exploded up. And that was a tough set for five reps or so, but we did that for a few sessions consistently, 
and he got stronger pretty quickly and passed through this mini plateau he had. A few weeks later, he was hitting the heavier weight, the 60-pound barbell, no problem. Even speaking from my own experience, I noticed this for myself on bench press. As the weight gets heavier and heavier, and I noticed this from actually recording my set, comparing rep tempos between warm-up sets and just older heavy sets from months ago, as the weight gets heavier, I have the tendency to speed up my bench press more and more. So when the weight gets heavier, I let gravity take the weight down to my chest. So I basically give my chest muscles a split second to recuperate, kind of. And then I use that downward force from gravity to basically bounce the barbell off of my chest. And that gets the upward movement started. Even just slightly, that helps. It's not like your chest is a trampoline, but that little bounce... Uh, at the bottom could be helping you more than you know. So when I start to notice that I'm excessively bouncing the weight off of my chest, that's when I remind myself that I need to slow down the movement and maybe lighten the weight a bit also. And the last thing I'll mention quickly, there's going to be lower chance of injury when you're taking the tempo into account and paying attention to it. If you're constantly letting gravity do half of the movement, it's only a matter of time where you're lifting weight that's actually too heavy for you and when you figure that out, it might be too late. So if you're looking for a metric to make your training a bit more challenging, lighten the weight and try to really focus on controlling the negative portion of the lift. That's a good start when it comes to changing the rep tempo of your movements. I rarely see people in the gym pay any attention and believe me, I neglected it for a long time because I've been one to chase numbers constantly. So slow it down, leave your ego at home, and make some more gains with this method. Question two, why incline bench might be more important than flat bench? Chest is the best day of the week, no doubt about it. Sorry, ladies. But guys love to hit their arms and chest. I'm no exception. And usually when you're going in and doing chest, we all do the same thing. We go straight to the barbell flat bench. And then we only think about doing incline presses if the benches are busy or the weight is too long. So it really has become the runner-up exercise, and that's because even still to this day, people will ask me, how much do you bench? I still get this question, man. I'm too old to be getting questions like that, even though I still think I can hit some PRs before I really start to creep up in age. I remember when I was younger, that's all I cared about. I do still care about it uh, the most out of the big compound lifts, but it's not that serious now in terms of maxing out or figuring out my max strength. You can grow the body without the need to put up big numbers. Anyways, everybody wants to get a big bench number, so everyone is focused on that. And besides decline bench, which I don't advise you to do because your head is underneath your legs to a certain degree, and I don't think it's smart to be in that position while performing a strenuous activity, if decline is out of the picture, the most weight you'll be able to push will be on flat barbell bench press. That's the one you'll be able to overload the most. As soon as that incline goes up, your shoulders become more involved and they take over a tiny bit more of the movement and that's why you'll most likely be weaker as you raise the incline. So on flat bench, you may be able to do two plates on there, but you'll notice that on incline, you might struggle to do 185 or something. Your shoulders are weaker than your chest, so naturally you'll be weaker as the incline degree goes up. So because people are more than likely focusing their time on doing flat bench all the time, this is the main reason why, these days, most people should be putting more focus on the incline variation of the bench press. Most people, 
again, myself included, unless I'm really paying attention to my programming, most people I've met and seen since I'm in the gym for most of the day, the flat bench is definitely more crowded than the incline benches are. Most of us have been neglecting the incline variation in favor of the flat bench, and that's caused a little bit of an under underdeveloped chest. If you notice that you're always going straight to the flat bench, this could be a reason why your chest may be lagging behind if you're always doing flat. If you're someone who thinks, wow, I'm benching all the time, but my chest isn't as big as I want it to be, then this might be why. The solution isn't going to be to bench press more. It's to switch up the angle. That's a great thing to alter or change up. Now, listen, if you're just starting out with training, this might be, this might not be as apparent on your own body. And some people can still build a pretty big overall chest just doing flat bench. But for most people, some focus on doing incline variation of presses could be good for possibly building a better looking chest where you bring up or grow more of those upper chest muscle fibers. It's an attention to detail thing, mostly. Starting with incline first could actually give you more chest development. Yes, chest movements will hit the whole chest, but the incline variation does actually target the upper pec fibers a little bit more, and doing that for an extended period of time, focusing on that for a bit, like a few months, that could lead to a more developed chest overall. There's a possibility that your chest might not grow size-wise in terms of actual mass. Depends on the person, but the chest could be more defined up top than if you just ignore the movement altogether and just rely on flat barbell to grow every aspect of the chest. Because of the way the incline chest press is set up too, this is going to actually put you in a good position when you're performing the press movement. Your rotator cuff and shoulder blade should naturally fall into a good position. When you're on the flat bench, you could have the tendency to lift up your shoulders when you're trying to squeeze out those last few hard reps. So with the incline, there's a chance that your mechanics are better also just because of the way you're seated and not in a lying down position. So take a look at how your training has been. Have you been really focused on just doing the flat bench lately? If so, go into the gym and humble yourself a little bit. Leave your ego at home. Start off your routine with some incline barbell or dumbbell bench press. At first, you might notice the weight you're using is just a fraction of your flat bench, but that's okay. You could actually build the best chest you've ever had by working on that incline bench a little bit more than if you do the flat. And that concludes episode 81 of the podcast. Thank you for listening. If you really enjoyed the episode or my podcast as a whole, then please leave a review and comment on iTunes or whatever your choice of podcast platform is. Also, if you haven't already, you should hit that subscribe button because I'll be releasing episodes every Friday. If you want to follow me, your host, I'm Isaiah.Copon on Instagram, and you can also check out my website, IsaiahCopon.com. If you want to follow the podcast, you can check out at Lift and Learn Podcast on Instagram. And there's also a Facebook page if you just search Lift and Learn Podcast.